my eyes to save me, but yet it's another week of hard-hitting action in NXT and NXT UK. Hello, everybody. My name is Hubble Boys, and this is Draped in Gold Across the Ring Across the Park, your one-stop shop for that black and gold content. But as always, I am not alone. I'm being joined by the co-founder, the man you can hear on the Mac Mania podcast, a Spotify original presented by The Ringer. Give it up for the real Jack Farmer. How's it going, sir? I am doing really, really well. And fans of the show who have been watching for a while may say, Jack, you look casual. You look dressed down today. Kinda, but yeah. I got to give a shout out to the crew today. I am wearing a United Wrestling Network uh, t-shirt. because What is it? The United <laughs> Wrestling Network shirt. Because Hell Championship yeah. Wrestling from Atlanta is filming for the first time today. Expanding over there. And just really proud of everyone with the united wrestling network and what they're uh, working on and what they're doing today uh new episodes should be up mid-september but they're filming today and i'm excited for them i'm happy for them shout out dave marquez and everyone who's working out over there so, so those who don't know united wrestling network has like regional promotions throughout the country so this is like the new the newest promotion it seems like yeah, so they're uh, the flagship, the one I'm I'm on, is a championship <laughs> wrestling from Hollywood. But they have championship wrestling from Memphis. They have Gulf Coast, uh, the Sunshine State, and now they're going to Atlanta. And that was something that they've been working on for a very long time. It's five years in the making, and uh, I'm really proud and happy of, for them for being able to do that. I'm I'm a little jealous. I don't get to be there. I don't get to be doing on the show. But you know, I guess that's what happens when you're busy with hollywood Whew. they're gonna ask you anyway you're like sorry i'm just too focused in the local market too, too focused on hollywood right now anyways let's talk about united kingdom before we do gotta say thank you so much for tuning in to draped and go i see everyone piling into the chat on facebook youtube twitter and twitch last week we had a bit of delay because nxc uk did not air on time with peacock it was out of our hands it was out of our control but we know you have many podcast options so thank you for rocking with us today but jack farmer you're right our main event was another Heritage Cup tournament match. Tiamon in his evil eye against my pick to win it all, Nathan Frazier. Ah! Back while we threw this. This was a really good matchup. It was a really fun matchup between two people who are such different personalities and different styles. And what I loved about it is it had sort of a immovable object unstoppable force feel to it but in the sense you have fraser who has so much heart and so much ability to fight through the pain and tiaman who's more than happy to dish out as much as he needs to to get a win so it was really cool to see which one of them was going to break first and uh it was cool i thought now my pick to win this match got through because i know what i'm talking about here flobo but the one Whatever. thing that didn't get that didn't sit well with me. One thing. Sit well with me. And that was that Frazier decided that it was okay to just attack Raja on the outside. Oh, come uh, on, Jack. You can't do this for everything. Fortunately, though, T.O. Mountain was able to not let that stop him, not let it hold him back, and still get a win with a really cool finish at the end of the, sh at the, end of the match. You know, I can't lie. That was a dope finish. But come on, Jack. Every week you do this, right? I mean, it was the odds were stacked against him. Roger, another pair of eyes. You can't be focused on someone outside trying to distract you. And you're going to say it's Frazier's fault? Another pair of eyes, Flobo. There's only one you need to worry about. <laughs> what are you talking about? Another pair. He's already got more than he needs. I, I, I can't. What up, Steve? Let's go. Let's go, Matt. <laughs> it says, Flobo Boys is a virgin. That's not true. <laughs> Moving on. That's exactly but, what a virgin would say. <laughs> yeah. 
mean, you got troll out me, I troll right players. Uh, so here's the deal. <laughs> Nathan Frazier was my pick to win. Obviously, didn't get the win today. Tealman won, but that next bracket, that Wolfgang Gradwell brackets, looking ominous there, Jack. Does he have a chance to break through that round, that round as well? Does Tealman have a chance to beat either of those two? Is what you're asking? Yes. Or you? Ooh, that's this is what makes tournaments fun, man. This is Asterisk. What, this is what makes them so hard to predict. And this is what makes NXT UK so great is, as you alluded to on Twitter, by the way, if you're not following Flobo on Twitter, do yourself a hey. favor and do so uh, at Flobo Boyce. But that's me. Every single match in NXT UK is just a slugfest. So it's so Absolutely. hard to say that that he can definitely get through. I'm certainly going to say he definitely can. He has everything he needs to be anyone in this tournament. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to Gradwell versus Wolfgang. They had a great match before, and I think they're going to have another good one. Yeah, every match was a hard-hitting affair. And the one that prompted that was one we're talking about now, Amel, which I think is one of the hottest summers we've seen in a long time against Amelia McKenzie's uh, side of Morris' protege. I mean, the elbows will knock a mere mortal off their feet, but they went back and forth slapping that meat. Jack Farmer, look... Looks like Amelia McKenzie got the win, but can anyone say that has there been no one on such a trajectory as Amel? Amel's definitely the breakout star so far this year for the women's division in NXT UK. And, you know, they did go back and forth a little bit, but for the most part, I would say that McKenzie was only really in full control for about three seconds. Fair. And it was three seconds at the very end, the most important three seconds. The John Cena uh, playbook. Yeah, but it's... I would say if, if these two had a match 10 times in a row, nine times out of 10, Amel has it. Unfortunately for her, this week, that one time out of 10 went to McKenzie, and I think that it went to McKenzie because McKenzie's been soaking up like a sponge everything she can from Mako Sotomore. I think it's Mako Sotomore's teaching that helped her make sure that this was the one time out of 10 that she's going to get the win. She's used her teaching to make sure that this is the time she's going to win when she needs to. And I think I think that there's a very good chance that McKenzie may find herself in a match with Mako Sadamora very soon. Maybe, but Lamb in the chat says, Amel versus Millie killed it. My God, what aggression there. And he continues, oh, Amel will get her revenge soon for sure. Did you see her after match comment? She is upset and upset Amel is not good for anyone. So these are two people or two individuals, two competitors that were kind of on the fringe about six months ago. I mean, Amel, Amel came back from her, uh, not Amel, Millie came back from injury. Amel was kind of in catering, figuratively speaking. But now, through the eyes of Sadamore, whether one way or another, these two women are getting focus time, Prime time on NXT UK to hit each other incredibly hard. Who has a better upside here? Is we going with the youth, the, the sponge of Millie, or are we going with the veteran nature of Amel? If you had to pick one to go a little bit further moving on, who would you pick, Jack? With pro wrestling, you can never really predict beyond the next year because so much can happen over the course of a year. So I'm looking at the next year. And if I'm looking at the next year, I'm looking at Amel. Because Amel, as we said, has been the hottest rising star in the women's division over at NXT UK over the past year so far. And she has, even though she's taken some losses, she just has the aggression. She has that... that um, that ability to keep herself in the conversation, keep getting matches and stay competitive with even the top in the industry. So 
that said, I think that she has the better chances of having some big things happen for her in the next year. Mackenzie, though, she's doing all the right things that if you were to predict beyond, if you were to predict a, two years, three years, four years, five years, Mackenzie's got a lot of long-term upside. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, we have to agree. Amel is a star waiting to happen. The thing is about NXT UK, it's like they have – the proverbial embarrassment of riches. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying they have the best women's division on the planet. I still think it's NXT, even though the margin is getting smaller and smaller as the month goes on. But what I like about NXT UK is that they can really give anyone the time. We see Leah James, what, twice in the past four months? But every time she showed up, she's done the damage. Same with Stevie Turner. We'll get to Blade Davenport in a second. I mean, that, that roster is stacked. Yeah, the, that's we and we. I can't remember if we discussed this via text or on the show before, but right now NXT UK's roster, they have so many women who could compete tomorrow for the championship, and it would make sense. It would be a great matchup, and it would be very tough to call who's going to win it. I think in that regard, NXT UK is the best of division, women's division. I mm. I don't know if there's another women's division that has so many women that right now could challenge for the title. And I would say that's going to be a tough matchup. I think that NXT currently, to your point, has a huge roster of very talented women on it. I don't know if they're all positioned in that spot yet, though, that they could challenge for the title. And I would believe they'd have a chance, if that makes sense. That's like a jalapeno take. It's spicy, but I like it. It totally makes yeah. sense. It totally <laughs> makes sense. But let's yeah. talk about the women's division on the other side of things. Our opening contest, Blair Davenport had a quote-unquote match with Nina Samuels because the bell didn't ring. Uh, Blair Davenport went absolutely nuts, destroyed Nina Samuels. That's right, destroyed Jack Defender, girl. And Siskala got in the eventual neck brace because he had attacked too. What was this commotion or calamity, Jack? Make this make sense. My favorite part about this was that Blair Davenport, not only does she go through and just wreck everybody, but she makes sure that the production team puts her logo back up on the screen and puts it down on the mat so that we all know who's doing all this damage. Because it was it was Nina Samuels, but they said, no, let's switch it back to hers because she's right. the one destroying everyone. Spotlight! Yeah, yeah. Spot Skit Sid Scalia just getting wrecked as well. I, You know, the security guard almost got wrecked by Blair Davenport too. I think that guy's pretty should be feeling pretty fortunate that he didn't get wrecked but you know you say defend defend nina samuels i don't have to because we analyze professional wrestling we have analyzed True. professionalism that wasn't professional by blair davenport there's nothing professional about what i saw there today Fair. she came in and she ruined one of the best entrances in nxt uk today nina samuels wait, wait, and wait, then wait. messes up everyone else there's no professionalism there that's not my jurisdiction i don't analyze stop that kind of you stuff. you cannot no i ref, i refuse it's september 2021 and you're saying that blair davenport is not professional for attacking Nina Samuels, where three months ago, Nina Samuels attacked Zaya Brookside backstage. And you're telling me that's okay? Oh, sorry, well, Mel did. I'm sorry, what yeah. does it matter? What I'm saying is you can't attack people and say that's cool one week and then say it's unprofessional another week. Can you? Well, you can. But can to, you? To attack Nina Samuels while she's on the turnbuckle, the spotlight shining on her, and all of her fans finally getting a chance to see her where she belongs up top on the turnbuckle with the spotlight on her, and then Blair Dav Davenport attacks her? No, that's not okay. That's not professionalism. You can't accept that. 
Ah, uh, you can't be so. But that aside, you know Blair Davenport's going to have some sort of consequences, and I don't want to say which would you do if you were Siskel. Like you'd probably give her a title match, but she has to pay for what she did. It had to be a bad precedent if you guys go up there and beat up the officials if you don't like what's going on. Well. If you're Sid Scalia, what do you do? I mean, Blair Davenport just beat up everybody around. How are you? How do you punish Blair Davenport? You get a permission first because she's not going to let you. She's not going to let you punish her. Yeah. Anyway, anything you do to punish her, she's just going to slam you. So what do you do? Hey, hey, Blair, you're suspended. Slam. No, uh, okay. I, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because I won't. No, I want it all. I'm, I'm not telling her she's in trouble. I don't, <laughs> well, who's going to tell her? Johnny Saint's going to finally show up and tell her she's in trouble. I doubt it. He's so happy. The, the smack you're talking about, William Regal. I never see Johnny Saint at work ever. <laughs> that dude is not. Yo, Skid, you got this? All right, cool. Oh, he doesn't. He's not, probably playing golf somewhere. I have no idea what he's doing. I'm sure he's on his laptop or on his phone answering emails, doing the doing real work. Yeah, real general manager work. Yes. Okay. Signing, <laughs> signing contracts, doing all this other stuff. That's why he's so busy. That's why he has to have an assistant. I, I feel like general managers, the only do is wait for commercial breaks to sign contracts for matches. <laughs> it just happens during commercial breaks every time. Uh, yeah. But let's talk about collateral damage here. Nina Samuels, last couple times she was on TV. She was in a losing effort. She's definitely one of your favorites, Jack Farmer. What's that save? You can't string a couple wins together. Well, I think right now, she, again, she's so used to the spotlight that – it's hard to find yourself. It's it's hard to find a way to get momentum going because she doesn't want to have matches with unranked competitors. And I think that's what she should probably start doing. Momentum's a real thing. And momentum can help wrestlers. And right now, Nina Samuels needs to get that momentum going. Ever since Zaya Brookside forced her to clean toilets and things, Zaya Brookside, again, just trying to derail competition in a very unprofessional way on hurricane had a deal but, man get over oh, it oh but when indy hartwell wants to break the rules of a deal it's okay but here here yeah. there's a deal and, no and nina the can't enforce through. that if, if nina sam was like i'm not doing it since gala can't be like now nina you promised that that's what i'm saying but she did it she had a deal so you agree nina samuels more than anyone else has integrity and follow through I hate you because <laughs> I just proved you're right without even trying. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I quit this show. So, you know, I think what I think what Nina needs to do is get that momentum back going. I think she needs to start getting in the ring with a few unranked competitors and get some mm -hmm. wins under her belt and get that momentum going forward again. That's what she needs. I respect that, even though I don't think it's kind of weird. I think it's pretty much done because it's the summer of a male, baby. Uh, it <laughs> does seem to be the summer of a male. I mean, whoa, gotta buy that stock now. Can we use yeah. that gimmick now? Is that like part of the other thing we do? Okay. So we it's on everything. <laughs> it's <laughs> on everything. It's like shenanigans and malarkey. Yeah. Uh, before we get to our last match of the evening, some things happen in the permanent space. I want your opinions on. Uh, looks like that uh, Ava Valkyrie, even though she won that match against Jenny last week, they're really underscoring her injury. And Jenny's taking that as a victory. Does something seem a little off to you about that? Wait, you said Valkyrie won last week? I mean, she kind of won. Look, in pro wrestling, it's always about becoming the champion. That's all <laughs> that matters in pro wrestling is becoming the champion. And regardless of whose hand got lifted up last week, I want to ask you, who's closer to a world title shot right now, Valkyrie or Ginny? Because I don't Ginny. think Valkyrie's very close to it. I think Ginny's closer. Yeah, you're absolutely right. She doesn't look kind of smug, though. 
then who won? I think Ginny won in but, any but, measurable sense. I mean, I guess you're right, but the injury, do you think it's legitimate as far as like, okay, she's out indefinitely, but you think it's kind of like a bigger plan, you think maybe? Or is this kind of just odd to me that she got injured and now she's like out indefinitely? Um, it's, you know, they showed that replay of the, the knee buckling. And anytime I see a replay of an injury, I turn away. I'll just admit it. I can't watch it. I can't, I can't watch it. Whenever, things, whenever injuries happen, I turn away. I can't watch it. Oh, I, he must have loved MCW then. Oh, was the, oh that was worse. Sid Vicious. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, so anytime they're like, take a look at this injury. I'm like, Ugh, can't do it. I turn away. Um, Fair enough. What up, Adam? How's it going? Uh, so it's hard to say, uh, maybe, maybe Valkyrie's just trying to take some time off. Maybe they're reassessing, uh, what to do with her. Maybe she's looking at going stateside soon. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. that could be something to watch, but I don't think Jenny would bring her up if she didn't plan on crossing paths with her one more time. Fair enough. Uh, symbiosis, your group has had yeah. a match schedule at the time of their knowledge. It was supposed to be Saxon Huntsley plus two partners of his choosing, but turns out Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter are going to be the partner of Saxon Huntsley, which something I never thought would happen, but now I definitely want to see six-man tag action. Think about thoughts about that, what that means for Symbiosis. Well, let's be clear. Symbiosis is Eddie Dennis's group, okay? He's the leader. Mm. He's the, he's the if boss. It, if he was, he would be, his name would be the marquee, would it? It's not. <laughs> it, 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 he, he's the boss he's the leader i'm just a huge fan of incredible talents so i'm a huge fan of them uh now you're a big fan of uh carter and smith who just have yeah. to be incredibly daft to thinking that uh <laughs> huxley is even gonna understand that they're a team in the first place Wow, you're going to call me daft? Other British? Come off it, Jack. I'm telling you, look, this could be a breakout performance for them. We always said Saxon Huxley is somebody who had that the win-loss record we want, but it was a powerhouse. Smith and Carter has been bubbling at the surface in singles and in tag team competitions. This could be their stepping stone next week, baby. Look, I don't doubt the talents of anyone involved on the other team, but I don't remember a time when all three of symbiosis were in the ring and they didn't find a way to get the upper hand at the end of the day. So if I look at the stats, if I look at the facts, if I look at the figures and this is all stuff that guys like Eddie Dennis are doing, the ball is in their court. The odds are in their favor. I would never bet against those three together as a unit in the ring. Lamb says, Eddie Dennis is such a leader. He let the camera crew highlight his buddies. What a man. Was it his buddies? It was so many lighting effects. I couldn't tell. Whatever, Lamb. Yeah, Lamb makes a very valid, very good point there. I mean, that's true leadership is to let the right. let the people around you be highlighted. Let them get featured. It's not always about yourself. And Eddie Dennis understands that. No, he doesn't. Uh, and he just I'm, said I'm, he's I a think, leader. I really think and I really hope that this is just another chance for Eddie Dennis to show Huxley that he needs to be a part of symbiosis. He needs to take that leadership and maybe in this situation, he'll see just how bad his current tag team is with uh, Smith and Carter and go, wow, I should be a part of symbiosis. These guys are working together. These guys make sense. I can work with this. And I think symbiosis hopefully will just become stronger after next week. How much is Eddie Dennis paying you, Jack? How much? Listen, he doesn't have to pay me. I'm just 
feeling with my heart right now. And I'm just talking with what I understand to be great. And that's what Eddie Dennis is doing. Speaking of heart, looks like your other boy is pretty deadly. Uh, got a little bit of splish bash action. We're just talking about love playing at weddings. When Gallus gets involved, challenging them to an eventual matchup, pretty deadly. Their biggest challenge yet. I mean, granted, it did beat Mustache Mountain, but Gallus is a different kind of flavor. Yeah, you know I'm a fan, but I have to admit this was really embarrassing. I had like secondhand embarrassment for them. The fact that Gallus has no idea how TikTok works and they walked in right in the middle of the dance. I felt so embarrassed that Gallus didn't understand what was happening with TikTok and they didn't realize they were supposed to wait until the dance is done. Were you kind of embarrassed for those guys for just to not be fair? I don't know how TikTok works either. I'm <laughs> old, bro. I have no idea. I've tried. I have no idea what TikTok is. I mean, the biggest challenge that that pretty deadly has had so far is that TikTok challenge of doing a dance and Gallus again, just embarrassingly walking into the middle of the TikTok, not understanding the way TikTok works. And maybe, maybe a social media manager will explain it to him later, but uh, <laughs> this is tour guys walk around the street. Hello there. It looks like you're trying to like clip you from Microsoft. Hello there. Are you doing a TikTok dance? <laughs> well, me from help. Microsoft. <laughs> I want to help you out. I don't get TikTok at all. It's it's a weird depravity. I have it at Flubble Boys on TikTok, but I never update it because I have no idea. Uh, but moving on, our last match of the card was uh, Dan Maloney and Andy Weil, as uh, Andy Shep said, almost nobody fight between those guys, against Jack Stars and Dave Massive. I had forgotten about them. Is that messed up? But they're out here in tag team action with Stars and Massive getting the win via cardio and Northern Light suplexes, which instantly makes me pop. Jack Farmer, Stars, Massive. Thoughts about this one? Yeah, first off, uh, Dan and Andy, again, yeah, as mentioned, yeah, almost no body fat between them. Good on them. They just look, they looked ready for this opportunity. People always say luck is the combination of uh, uh, opportunity meeting uh, preparedness. And I think these guys mm. were prepared, they were ready. So I think they made the most of their opportunity here. But Jack Stars and Dave Mastiff really seem to be. Firing on all cylinders. As I mentioned about uh, Nina Samuels earlier, they're doing the smart thing. They're getting in matches with unranked competitors so they can get that momentum going, start to figure out how they're going to gel as a team, and it's really starting to pay off for them. I kind of like them together. I thought it was kind of a weird thing at first, but Jack Stars seems stronger. Dave Massive seems quicker. I think right now they're kind of rocking and rolling. Just, I mean, I know I'm all about vanity, right? But mm -hmm. I gotta, Jack, just... Put the tights underneath the tights. I don't understand the outside short tights and the long pants. I they get that figured out. We're good to go, baby. I'm on board. Not a fan of uh, Quail Man from Doug, are you? <laughs> no, Durango Doug was far superior. <laughs> As a hill I'll die on because I'm old. I remember that TV show as a kid. But, so thoughts uh, about them. Is the sky the limit for them? I know as long as pretty deadly are champions, they're forever champions. But can they be in that title picture? I can't give them a certification of title contendership until I see them in a match with other tag teams that are also in tag title contention. I have to see them against the symbiosis. I need to see them go against uh, an Ashton Smith uh, or um, Carter and uh, Smith. Um, but uh, until that happens, I can't really certify them. You know what I mean? I need to see them against real tag team competition first. But yeah. um, but maybe I think so far they're showing everything they, they need to do right now. It's like they're winning and they're looking great, but it's also kind of preseason. You know what I mean? It, 
It's a hard thing to get that Jack Farmer certification. I mean, only the top teams get that seal of approval. I swear. Yeah, I need to get a notary. I need to get all sorts of – I don't know what other documentation stuff is there, but – I'm look. like J.D. Power Associates. What does that even mean? I have no idea. But J.D. Power loves it. Yeah. J- yeah. Oh, same truck wins J.D. Power Associates every year. I guess so. Because it's uh, be- owned by the one company. Before we roll on to NXT Prime USA, Jack, any final words about UK this week? Just another great show and another great example of how when you have a roster of all hard hitters, every single <laughs> Jack uh, Farmer tag team certification. I love title it. Title that. Yeah, it's a. I think that. The tag team title certification is a very important thing. And I think more wrestlers need to be reaching out about it. Um, (laughs) Who the hell are we? It's almost, it's a lot of, look, look, it goes in or in this order, tag team title certification, WWE hall of fame, tag team title run that in order of most important to least important. (laughs) Jack knows it all. Yes. So, um, but again, this is just a great example, I think, of a show, of a wrestling show, of a wrestling brand when every single wrestler is considered dangerous and every single wrestler is considered someone who can get a win at any time. It's always going to be a great show. I don't think this was their most star power fueled show. And that's no disrespect to anyone on the show. But, um, you know, you had a lot of matches where it was unranked wrestlers versus ranked wrestlers or, um, uh, you know, you had McKenzie who's still kind of coming back versus Amel who's off a loss. I think in other brands, we would look at that and say, I don't know if this is the best show that they've done in a long time, but this one still came out great because everyone is always competitive and it, it made for another great episode this week. I'm with you, Jack. You know, a lot of times on other brands, other promotions, we worry about momentum or keeping wrestlers on top of mind and getting quote unquote lost in the shuffle. And UK, to their credit, has had like this three or four week rotation where they can take Supernova sessions off TV for a month and it's fine. Or they can take Jack Stars and Dave Massive and we go, oh yeah, remember those guys. And so I do think it's pretty cool that they're able to juggle that. And it's kind of a model for a lot of the promotions inside and outside the WWE umbrella. Take note. Yeah. And, and, and I guess the last thing I would add is is the heritage cup tournament right now has there been a more tightly contested tournament in the last very long time like i cannot pick a winner here with with full certainty it's kind of like a thing that you wanted going into this remember when we started doing these shows you're like man i kind of wish because the title was open weight and that's what the heritage cup is because it isn't just on power or strength there's more ingenuity than anything else but i don't think we've seen a straight set matchup win and i that i can't remember you know it's so close yeah, it's always interesting, and the time limits make it so fun. And knowing that there's a sense of urgency every time you're in the ring, the whole time they're in the ring, it's fantastic. I love the Heritage Cup. So we got to move on to NXT Prime, but the big story here is the one that you might know about. <clears throat> Reboot City, baby. NXT yeah. is getting a splash of paint, rainbow color, and all that. Thoughts about that, Jack? What's it mean to you? It's It made this episode interesting because you know that changes are on their way, so you wonder how much to invest in what you're seeing today. But um, And I know there's a lot of people tweeting right now with uh, doom and gloom about what may or may not be happening. NXT's uh, over. NXT's NXT over. RIP NXT. Look, NXT's gone through changes before, and guess what? They've been positive changes sometimes. You know, like when they've left certain formats and changed to different ones, we go, oh, this was actually better. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we don't know. You can't 
naysay it before it's happened. You can't say that something was cooked poorly before you've eaten it. You got to wait <laughs> until you see what they have first. So I'm not, uh, I'm not losing faith yet. I want to see how it looks first. But knowing the changes are coming, it made this episode feel a little weird. Uh, as far as the logo goes, I, I don't love it or hate it. I, it's, it, I'm kind of beige on it. <laughs> Personally, beige alert. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm kind of the same boat as someone who's a fan of NXT when it started. It being a game show, it being like this weird, like really bright yellow brand to the nightclub is. And Lamb says, "Don't forget Legend of the Seasons one through five game show format." I remember that because it replaced WWE CW, which is a show I actually liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the broken toys aspect. NXT is supposed to be the research development lab of WWE. Don't get me wrong. I love independent wrestling as a format. I'm not trying to poo-poo on that, but I'm sure WWE as a big conglomerate goes, we've done this. What's the next kind of flavor? It's just them protecting the future assets. And I know this collateral damage. Nobody wants to be released. Nobody wants to be shuffled out of a deck, but it's kind of like the, the cyclical thing. I think the surprising thing for me was how quickly it happened. It felt like there was a rumor, then snap, we're doing this now, which is very reactionary, but change is good, I think. It's well, there's clearly a shift in how they're going about recruiting talent, at least based on what I'm reading online. Again, I'm not, I don't work at WWE, I don't, I don't know. know, but mm-hmm. based on what I'm reading online, how they're approaching finding talent is changing. And uh, that's where you read that maybe Triple H may not be a part of putting together NXT any longer. Again, I'm just reading this online, I don't know what's going on backstage, yeah. but it makes sense to me because he's part of that talent acquisition team and if you're changing how you're doing it you probably want to say look man focus all of your uh, attention on that aspect of things we'll run the show you need to go acquire talent that's your place now and uh if that's the case that makes sense to me and i know it's probably hard for someone like triple h to to leave his baby if if the reports are true again asterisk i'm just talking about what i'm reading online right um but uh, it makes sense to me in, in those regards. I hope NXT is still fun and good, but you know, it's, I don't, I don't want to, uh, I'm not going to start carving a, a tombstone for it just yet. <laughs> Power yeah. Travel. yeah. But let's talk about things that are pretty much DOA. Our main event today was Rich Hall against Tommaso Ciampa because Timothy Thatcher was out indefinitely. There's that I word again, indefinitely. I don't know. But the match itself is pretty much brutal. I'm liking Ridge, and I'm getting to accept him in his short trunks more and more. Uh, but we got Tommaso Ciampa getting the win. But that new comp- uh, the new team, which I have written down my notes as Dunn & Company, which I don't really know what their name, name is, uh, standing, to- standing tall afterwards. Jack, this team without Pat McAfee is still pretty formidable. Agreed? Yeah, do they need a team? We need to, they need to get a team name, right? Yeah, they do. Absolutely. At, at this point, you have four people. You need a, you need to have a team name. Dunn Company seems to work fine for me, but <laughs> it's too hard at this point to say Pete Dunn, Ridge Holland, uh, Ani Lorkin, and uh, uh, the other one. Who? Danny Birch, baby. Danny Birch. Um, so it's uh. Yeah, we need to get a name for him. The thing that I took away from this main event is probably the same thing everyone took away, which was the fact that Rich Holland was robbed. He was robbed in this, clean as day. He he hit the Alabama slam, and Champa was out. But the referee pushed Holland away so he could check on Champa. And by the time he allowed Holland to get back on the offensive to pin him, 
Champa had a chance to recover. But if he was able to pin right away, the way I'm sure Rich Holland wanted to, that was Rich Holland's match to win. That was his match. And it's unfair that that happened to Rich Holland. He should be saying he took out both Thatcher and Champa, but here we are. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of Muscle Champa. I made that abundantly clear on this show, like overtly clear. But yeah. the, the reason why I started with the main event this time is with the rumors we talked about NXT's reboot. Do you think there's a space for a Champa? Well, can no one will survive fit with rainbow promos, or am I just reaching and stretching and doing all the yoga things? Yeah, it's it's very it's again it's hard to say, and that's why it made this episode kind of weird to watch because you don't know how big these changes are going to be when they happen. You don't know is there is is one of these guys going to end up on a different roster? Is there a place for no one will survive it? I don't know. That's that's what makes it it makes it weird to watch because you see Champa get the win, but you're like, is this going to matter in three weeks? Is this going to play a part do they need to give a name to the dunn and company because are they going to be i I don't know it's again if they go back to a game show format what is this this (laughs) that's why it was hard to watch this you know that's what made it weird but uh just from a a match to match that's why i bring up holland should have gotten the win here but i don't know i i don't know we'll see uh i do disagree with you though holland is a thigh guy he shouldn't have long tights. Come on. You got to flash those babies. He did grow them out. I will say that. Because the next UK things are like, what are you doing with the, the short trunks? But now I'm like, all right, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Give a guy some knee pads, essentially with the thigh, and you could be a thigh guy too, babe. Yeah, that's the knee pads are the biggest key to it, though. Yeah, you definitely. Why am I yeah. giving out thigh tips? Why? <laughs> Off the do rails. some leg extensions. You got to do those squats. You got to get those bad boys looking good. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, let's talk about uh, my best friend and former client, Mandy Rose, had a match against Sarai. And, well, it looked like it was a kick that went awry, not to be punny, but then a little bit of a cover-up from her new running buddies, uh, uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jade, with them beating up Soraya after the match. Okay, so Mandy Rose has been hanging around NXT for a while. She recruits these two young ladies, and now they're a certified gang, and they're beating up Soraya? We love Soraya. She's dope. Why? Why are you skewing this? Why are you trying to spin this? Like what? Look. She hit the face. That's what happened. This was a great thing until... Uh, uh, Saray felt like she had to fight dirty and kick Mandy Rose right in the face. We all know you don't do that to Mandy it's Rose. It's legal. We all know you're not supposed to do that. Saray shouldn't have been doing that. That's unfair. It's she a legal des- move. She deserved everything she got. I think she should have been DQ'd when she did that move. It's a legal and- move. <laughs> Mandy Rose was in the ropes. That's considered out of bounds. It shouldn't have happened. She was in a hold. She struck her in the ropes. That's legal. Now that she was getting checked on by the referee, shouldn't have happened. I, if, if we're going to say that Rich Holland's not allowed to pin Tommaso Ciampa because the ref is checking on him, then Saray shouldn't have been allowed to drop kick Mandy Rose in her beautiful face the way okay. she did today. Okay. And so she deserves to get beat up after the fact backstage? Is that we, don't, we don't know that that's what happened. I kind of have a feeling they were checking yeah. on her. And Wait. making sure she was okay. <laughs> oh, she had food poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> go see did, she was okay. Did you not see the way they left as soon as the cameras got there? They're like, we need to go find help. She was attacked. It was she's in she's in trouble. I cannot with I, you. They, were, they, no were, they were making good. They were trying to say, look, no hard feelings. Oh my god, you were hurt. Let's go find help. <laughs> so it's just a coincidence. It's just NXT just beating up people out of sight. 
wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> You're right. I I was throwing my statement. <laughs> Let's talk about people beating up people some more. Roderick Strong is part of Diamond Mine. Uh, I guess a rebooted Diamond Mine. Diamond Mine with the Creed Brothers and Hachiman, which I finally first time for me. I thought his name. I didn't think it was. You got a WWE name. It's Hachiman, uh, the former Hideki Suzuki against Iki Manjiro with Roderick Strong uh, getting the win with eyes on Kushida. Now, Jack Farmer, I'm happy that Kushida is having storylines and he's uh, people want his championship. It's kind of cool we have a storyline away from the main event title picture. But again, Diamond Mine, without telling me what it's about and who they stand for, just seems kind of empty. Am I just begging for something that's not going to happen? Or are we going to get some storylines about this sooner or later? I, I'm actually with you. I love all the pieces, but without really understanding what they're about and what they're trying to do, I don't know what value adding the team to them, the tag team is to them. Does it, yeah. are they just extra coaches? Are they just training partners? Are they also, I, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to go for titles themselves, but I don't know. I don't really get what they're there for. I don't understand uh, what their purpose is because so far the only one actually wrestling has been Roderick strong. And yeah. so, and really he goes out and he, he wins matches hoping to get title shots. That's, literally every other wrestler on the roster so i this is one of those times a lot of times we'll fight about this kind of stuff but you and i i think we're kind of on the same page i want to understand what makes diamond mine different than any other pair of wrestlers Next time, by Lamb. Lamb is hanging him out. Uh, always follow him on social media as well. Yeah, so I am a little bit confused. I hope something changes up for them. I, I, I got promo, uh, some a side quest. I mean, yeah. I want someone to stop Michael Bivens and have him give a full promo, but I just feel like something's missing, and it's been missing for a long time. So. Yeah, at this point, we should have a better idea of what they are all about. I think some like promos of them doing things, like maybe. Whether I know they kind of worked out during a promo last week, but maybe showing like Roderick Strong is the toughest of the tough at that group or at that dojo or however they're doing it. I, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It seems like their mission statement is win matches and get title opportunities. But that, like I said, that's everyone. That was uh, Jiro's goal is to win a match and get a title <laughs> shot. That was everyone's goal. What's What makes them any different? What makes them any different but one of the most unique individuals on the roster? Your boy, John Gargano, without Austin Theory and, and Index, had a match against L.A. Knight. And I was wondering what L.A. Knight was going to do after his saga with Ted DiBiase. But it looks like he's going to be pretty much around in that mid-card, upper mid-card spot, just being an antagonist, being the Sam Gradwell of Tuesday night, if you will. The match to me was pretty solid with L.A. Knight getting the win. Jack Farmer, let me ask you this. L.A. Knight, most underrated pickup for the NXT roster this year? Uh, my only argument against that comment is that uh, underrated. I don't know if he was. I think a lot... I think a lot of us knew he was going to be great. Uh, at mm -hmm. least anyone that knew who he was. I think he's a huge star for NXT. I think he's a huge star for WWE. Sure. He's one of the people that I could easily see literally put on any brand and seamlessly transitioning into it. No problem. No changes. No updates. Uh, I could see him on SmackDown. I could see him on Raw. I could see him staying on NXT. Yeah. He's got that presence and that personality to just work. Also, he's in incredible shape. He looks like he's actually lost some body fat since the last time I saw him, which I didn't think would be possible. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> He's also one of the most fun to imitate. Let me t- <laughs> let, let me talk to you. life. <laughs> well, I guess let me let me clarify. I, we all know that uh, Sean Rickery, Eli Drake is, is is a fantastic talent, but I guess much like AJ Styles when he was signed to WWE, we were kind of wondering how that would look like in this particular system. But he found a way, despite the name, I, I love it. But people are so defensive about it to find a way to him to be himself and still work in what we now know was to be NXT for whatever it is for now time being yeah so he's he got lucky this week uh if it weren't for the fact that dexter <laughs> loomis distracted johnny gargano and tried wah, to get wah, wah. uh <laughs> I, you know maybe things would have turned out differently but yeah. uh again this is i think he's someone who wwe i'm sure they know at this point they've got a real swiss army knife of a wrestler here uh, you could plug him in to anything and everything. And I think what really proved that was his rivalry with Cameron Grimes because he showed that, look, he can be a serious wrestler. He can be someone that takes on guys like Samoa Joe, and that's what he's obviously trying to get to right now. But he can also be funny. He can do the backstage stuff. He can do the pre-recorded segments. He can have the matches in the ring. He can do anything. And I think, like I said, whether he gets moved to a different brand, whether he stays on NXT he has the ability to be put in the ring or put in front of a camera with anybody and improving what that situation looks like. Talk about people who can do it all. Your boy, the former Brendan Vink, Duke Hudson, was in action against Kyle O'Reilly. Cool, Kyle. And we talked about this ad nauseum about how we like Kyle O'Reilly, but this iteration of Kyle leaves something to be desired. We'll talk about that just right now in a second. But I want to talk about Duke Hudson. I mean, we made some buzz happening in this year's breakout tournament. He pretty much had one of the most complete showings this week on NXT. I'm not going to ask you if he can hang. He's six foot five. Of course he can hang. But what does Duke Hudson need to get to that next level, do you think? Well, I thought that uh, it was very bold of him to take on a red-hot Kyle O'Reilly today, today. Someone who just got over one of the biggest wins of his career against Adam Cole, baby. And... Uh, uh, you know, it, while again, Duke Hudson's coming off a big loss, so it was, I thought it was very bold of him to make the, take this shot. But I think it's that same boldness that's going to help him propel to that next level. We talked about what they look for in the you know the quote unquote big leagues. He's got right. it. I mean, he's got the look. He's got the size. He sounds great on a microphone. He can wear the hell out of a suit. I I think he just needs opportunity. That's the only yeah. thing holding him back right now. Okay, so if you're Kyle O'Reilly, you have this matchup. You beat Duke Hudson, but the strength of competition on paper wasn't that high. What's next for you? I think Kyle O'Reilly needs to get himself back into a a, uh, a title opportunity, which regardless of whichever one it is, I don't know how much he weighs, but I don't know if he needs to get back in the uh, cruiserweight title picture. I don't know if he needs to get in that NA title picture, which seems to be very crowded right now, or if he needs to find a way to get in there with Samoa Joe. But he needs to be in a title picture right now because uh, right now he is sort of getting off of a very personal rivalry, a very emotional rivalry. He needs to get back into the business side of it, the championship side of it. And whichever one he decides to go for, he needs to make that decision quick because right now, whether or not people like Cool Kyle or anything like that, he's red hot. Like I said, he just got over one of the biggest wins of his career. He needs to strike in that championship way. Speaking of championships, the NXT Women's Championship was not on the line in his no contest, but Raquel Gonzalez makes an appearance against Jessica May, y'all. Hey, even though Robert Stone, Miranda, Frank, and Monet was there. Blah, 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 blah. Jessica was great. She was amazing. But she took a drop kick from Raquel Gonzalez. A drop kick. 
Jack Farmer, what can't Raquel do? Uh, thoughts about the matchup and what's this mean for Frankie Monet and Arbor Stonebrand? This was great for Jesse Kamea. That's what I came away thinking about. Over the over the past year and a half or so, Jesse Kamea, she's someone who was struggling to get TV time. And then she was getting TV time but struggling to get match time. Now she's getting match time. And she's holding her own against Raquel Gonzalez. She, she lost. But, I mean, she went in there against one of the very toughest competitors in NXT. And she hung in there for a bit. I think what this really means, though, is Frankie Monet right now is scouting. I think Frankie Monet is trying to get as close of a shot of Raquel Gonzalez as she can. Because I know Frankie Monet is trying to position herself for that title opportunity. And hopefully, Jesse Kamea realizes she's being used as a pawn right now for Frankie Monet to position herself to take the queen. Ooh, the Frankie Monet using people to get ahead? That never happens! No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to see that too. That Raquel Gonzalez, Frankie Monet, that's will slap quite literally when it's all said and done. And plus, the 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 promos in Spanish before the prize of admission. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking about things that are not quite absolute, Jack, it's Imperium. No talks about whether or not they're stronger than ever with Walters falling or they're adding or not, but they had a match against Rick Maverick and an entertaining as hell, Grayson Waller, but the Imperium getting the win. And I know them winning is kind of par for the course, supposedly, but Grayson was hilarious, man. My boy, the new best friend. Yeah, so first off, Imperium, they got a very much needed win after the losses they've been taking. And uh, uh, speaking of thigh guys, <laughs> we got another one there. But you know what? You're right. Grayson Waller was the story of this match. Grayson Waller was incredibly entertaining. And uh, I usually don't do this this quickly, but uh, we talk about farmers, market, Flobo, invest in Grayson Waller. This guy's going to be a star, and I can tell you why. I can tell the folks in the back at WWE are saying to themselves, you know who sells a lot of ticket? Those Paul boys, Logan Paul and Jake Paul. <laughs> we need one of those. And that's what I think they got with Grayson Waller. Wow. I think he is going to be a huge star. Farmer's Market, trademarked, appearing exclusively on Elite the Week and the Mac Mania podcast. I was well, so and, glad. And draped in gold. I mean, I don't know how exclusively call it. I mean, exclusively at four different places. You help me out, Jack. I'm trying to... <laughs> I, I'm with you. I like the fact that you had a little bit of that per, uh, personality switch with Drake Maverick now, but that's what it takes. I mean, granted, no one becomes a champion with gimmicks like that or personalities like that, but that makes you instantly memorable, and then people go... Oh, yeah, it's that guy. It definitely has uh, some Paul vibes in there, so why not? Right? And, you know, I get he's he's kind of silly right now and maybe not a world champion contender right at this moment, but you look back at so many of the great wrestlers and what they were before they became great. You know, you look back at, uh, you know, someone like a John Cena who was a rapper at first and it was kind of silly and he eventually made it work and now look where he's at. Uh, you look at Matt Riddle, who was a goof at first, and then at now first? look at first. <laughs> I guess the difference is now he's winning. But oh, fair, fair, fair. Uh, you know, you look at so many wrestlers, they come in as goofs, they get started as goofs, but that's what makes you notice them. You know, Chris, Chris Jericho was a goof when he started, you know, with a ponytail off the top of his head. Uh, Taz was uh, the Taz maniac when he first came out. Oh, you see, yeah. you'll pick him. Uh, you know, people start off. Kind you know, uh, LA Knight was uh, what's his character on the car shield commercials? <laughs> oh, I forget, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's awful. <laughs> uh, but 
you look at these guys that they start like this way and then they become endearing and that's what gets us hooked on them. And I think that that's, what's going to happen for someone like Grayson Waller. Cause you're right. He was incredibly entertaining. Oh yeah. And that matters here in the, the business of show and entertainment sports. The entertainment. E still stands for entertainment in WWE. You're not wrong, but Jack Farmer, I got these a burning questions. Help me out, man. I was watching NXT and these things came up and I need you to help me out. Is that okay. cool? Yeah. Let's do it. Um, Duke Hudson song Low Key Slaps. Is WWE music back? It's getting there. And I was talking with this about some uh, with some other fellas uh, on Wrestling Inc. about how whenever they change the people who make the music, at first it's never quite what we want. We're always like, eh, I don't know. But eventually they always find their groove. You know, Jim Johnson was great. Then he left and CFO came in and you're kind of like, ah, oh, Jim Johnson's great though. Then CFO dollar sign became amazing. CFO dollar sign's gone. I think now they're going to find their groove again because it does kind of look low-key slap it is one of those ones that has to grow on you though yeah absolutely when he gets that championship match uh what do you make of dragon house promo this week Uh, i thought it was cool i thought it was good to see i i was thinking i left that feeling i wish he was able to do that in front of fans in uk where i think the fans would have received it a bit better uh yeah the fans you know gave him some love but i think if it happened in uk it would have been a huge moment and the crowd would have really eaten it up. And so I kind of wish he had that opportunity in the UK to do it, but uh, I thought he did a good job. Let's call a spade a spade. I think we're a lot less open in the United States, a cheery face Russian person who's like unapologetically Russian. I'm just going to call it a spade as it is. I think in Europe is a little bit more tolerant when it comes to that kind of thing. We still remember all those 80s movies, uh, action movies where- 80s? I mean, Rusev. (laughs) That was like five years ago. He was Bulgarian. He's he flip flop, bro. It's the weirdest thing. Going back to the taste, like, wait, wait a minute, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, what do you mean, Carmelo Hayes? Man, they had a promo backstage, but Santos Escobar, other plans, Electra Lopez, something's brewing here. You think he's going to pick the North American title? It sure looks that way. Now, I have very high expectations for Carmelo Hayes, and I think he just showed again why I was right to do it. I thought he sounded good on the mic. He sounded very confident. He sounded very comfortable on the microphone, which was really good. And I could see him tearing it down with Legado Del Fantasma. I could see him going up against Hit Row. I could see him having all these different matches. And to me, that sounds like a win across the board. I think he's. I think he's going to be huge. Yeah. Uh- Blue chipper, that's it. It was like red hot draft pick. No, blue chipper. Uh, yeah. True or false? KLR will be a champion come the end of the year. KL, okay. My favorite, yes. Yeah. By the way, she came out. She said she's got to rebuild this division and make it better. And I thought, who better than Kaylee Ray to do that when she did <laughs> that with better? the NXT UK women's division? I think she's going to come in. I think she's going to dominate. I think she's going to be the one that beats Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, snap. Okay. Uh, what are you wearing to the index wedding in two weeks? <laughs> I am protesting. I think that it's the wrong. I don't think they should be together. I think they're rushing into this. I think that they need to just pump the brakes a little bit. They're still young. They're still figuring things out. I I, I don't like that they're rushing into this. I just think you're prejudiced against silent Americans. That's what, <laughs> that's what I think it is. <laughs> Yeah, next week, <laughs> next week, Bay Yang will compete with Tiras a part of Tian Shaw. What do you make of this? Um, Tian Shaw is very, uh, it's it's kind of in a weird spot right now, isn't it? Like ever since Zia Lee went out. Uh, so it's, I don't know. I, I have to wait and see because I feel like 
much like NXT is going to be reimagined, I get the feeling that Tian Shaw is going to be reimagined. And so I'm definitely in a wait and see spot with them. I have a feeling that this will be part of the season finale. I feel like you're going to have a Tian Shaw match. Uh, they may be the end of Tian Shaw because, again, if Xia is not injured, uh, I think she is. But if she's not injured, she hasn't been shown in promos. If she is injured, that's unfortunate. But Boa lost his match last week yeah. to an individual we had. Dude, I had not seen him do like in three years. It was weird. I had to go look him up. Yeah. Um, I forget his name escapes me. But yeah, it was, uh, like, just a, it was like Zion something. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was such an odd choice to lose to. It made you wonder whether it was falling apart. And now here's a storyline that could have been done a year from now if need be. Is in fact he's in the hard word, but kind of rushed that next week that Ming Yang is going to compete. So I'm in. I'm interested to see how it's going to work. But I got feeling it won't survive. Uh, the new NXT. Yeah, it's, again, it, one of the weird ways, watching this week was very weird because with a big change looming, you're just kind of like, okay, I I don't know what to make of any of this. Yeah, I got two more for you. Uh, okay. Two more for you. Uh, <laughs> Zach Gibson and Cameron Grimes, a match I didn't think I wanted to see, but now I have to. What your thoughts? That's the power of Cameron Grimes and Zach Gibson and the grizzled young veterans. They can make anything just seem entertaining, and you want to see them go at it. I was thinking uh, someone like Cameron Grimes, you like your Northern Light suplexes. Cameron Grimes needs to make like a Southern Comfort suplex. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even look like? Nor- Northern Light, Southern, I don't know. <laughs> what does that even look like? <laughs> trying to play, I don't know. Maybe it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> But uh, what's great about this, too, by the way, for the people with the sharp eyes and that pay attention is these two have had run ins in the past when they were when he was still working for L.A. Knight. So it makes sense, too. It's not just a random showing up backstage and, and confronting Cameron Grimes, but there's actually a reason these two don't like each other. So I thought that was cool to see. Yeah. Shout out to TK Trinidad, to friends of the show. TK. And lastly, Casey and Caden will be the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. I don't know about all that. Hey, 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 hey. What, you disagree? I never bet against Io Shirai. Even when she hates everybody, yeah. <laughs> I don't bet against Io Shirai. You, you, you don't get far when you bet against Io Shirai. So I, if she's in the match, I'm, I'm picking her. Hey, man, tag teams are a group effort. You can't win all by yourself, or can you? Well, Io Shirai said herself she doesn't like anybody, so maybe she can. Sidebar, I think that was the best backstage performance Zoe Stark I've ever seen. So keep at it, girl. You're going on. Hey. <laughs> yeah, she's doing really good, by the way, and just coming along and becoming more a part of the show. I'm really impressed with how she's handled herself since signing with NXT. Absolutely. Jack Farmer, I got one more big question for you. It's not yeah. time for the MVP of NXT. Like, who released it for you this week, like NXT or NXT UK? Um, this week, I, I have to say, I think I got to give it to LA Knight. I think LA Knight probably had one of the best matches of the week. I think that he got a big win beating Johnny Gargano. Isn't nothing. That's a huge win. And it's a huge bounce back from a tough loss on takeover. So I got to give it to him. I think that he really positioned himself well to be the next number one contender for the NXT title. Uh, for me, it has to be a Mel. Here's somebody that was an afterthought a couple of months ago, was in the mix of title picture, but had a match that went harder than had to be, to be honest with you. And I don't want to be in a fight with that because she has momentum. That's my pick. How can you pick someone that didn't win the match? Oh, yeah, because it says a lot, even in defeat, that you could somehow change the game. And besides, it was a roll-up. Come on. It's a roll-up. What did you got to destroy? What, what about Mackenzie sitting in the back there going, what, am I chopped liver? 
She I mean, she, she was chopped a lot. <laughs> she somehow yeah, won, but she was chopped a lot. You can't give the MVP to the losing team. Like, could you imagine you watching the Super Bowl? And like, hey, you guys lost your match. You're the most valuable player. The regular season MVPs are on teams all the time that don't make it to the playoffs. This is this. Is, look, we don't we don't count that. What? goes against my argument. You can't use that. That's not Ask fair. That's like kicking Mandy Rose in the face. You're not allowed to do it. Five, five in the room, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. This is the, wraps up another edition of Draping Gold. Can't believe we've been doing this for over a year now. It's kind of nuts, man. We we made it. Or we're we're doing it. But uh, that is yeah. It, last week I had plans doing a whole anniversary bit, but Peacock ruined that one. Have you anything you want to mention about the last year working with your bestest friend of all time? No puzzle, Jack. Go ahead. It's no, it's been uh, it's been fun. I've really enjoyed this. It, it, I, my favorite part about it, honestly, is just being uh, turned on to UK and, and NXT UK and all the amazing stuff they have over there. And I always appreciate that. It's always a highlight of my week to get to chat with you. Thanks to everyone who's been watching us for the past year and listening to us meander and ramble for the past year, especially during those early days when we were figuring things out and Mm -hmm. when it was still very dark in the, uh, the pandemic era of wrestling, so to speak. Uh, So that's cool. Uh, I do want to say, and I can't remember if you'd mentioned it on air yet, but next week we're going to try a new time, correct? Yes, that's it. So because of what's happening uh, with the influx nature of NXT UK, just to give us some more time to have a consistent start time, 1.30 uh, Pacific, 4.30 Eastern from now on for Draped and Gold. That's 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, uh, local time. I know we uh, we observe daylight saving time, so in a couple weeks will change, but definitely those times from now on next week for Draped and Gold. Action! Yeah, which I think will be good too, because with the way it goes up on Peacock, a lot of times we're not on the same time or whatnot. And I think it'll help everyone just be able to start with all the information all at the same time and a little less worry about Peacock going up when it's supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> Peacock's a true healer wrestling. Jack, yes. where can I find you online, baby? You can follow me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media where I'm working on all sorts of stuff, whether it be on like. uh, the Anytime Radio, whether it be Evolution of Movies, whether it be Draped in Gold, uh, Elite of the Week, Mac Mania on what was that? and The Ringer. Uh, yeah, follow me there at Real Jack Farmer. That's the best place. Uh, he's right, man. Mac Mania, the Spotify original in association with The Ringer, had its debut episode for us this week, the fourth, I think, overall for the show. And mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Crossing Fingers is a permanent fixture. So if you like the show, make sure you share that one. But not about that. It's about me, Flobo. Yeah. You can follow me at Flobo Boys on Twitter, flobito.com, and of course, drapedandgold.com. We'll be back here next week at 4 30 p.m. Eastern. 1.30 p.m. Pacific. But until next time, Jack Farmer, say the words. Do your best and be yourself.